So Contentful is a headless CMS. What this means is that we offer an API where you can retrieve your content, and on the other hand, we offer a web app where editors can edit their content. And to think more in abstract terms about your content, independently of the platform where you show it, is a mind shift people just have to make. You're not locked into using whatever happens to integrate with Contentful. You just use whatever is the coolest thing right now. Now, if you work with WordPress, and you have a WordPress theme, and you have all your content in a WordPress database, you're stuck. Hey, this is Brian, and you're listening to Jamstack Radio, a bi-weekly series where we discuss the Jamstack, a new way of building websites and apps that are fast, secure, and simple to work with. Jamstack Radio is brought to you by Heavybit, a program dedicated to helping startups take their developer products to market. For more information, visit heavybit.com. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter at Jamstack Radio. So welcome to another installment of Jamstack Radio. On the line, we've got Stefan, Judas. Yeah, hi, I'm Stefan. I'm a developer evangelist at Contentful, um, based in Berlin, and I'm really excited to be here. Cool. And then we also got Reuven Wessling. That's almost correct. I'm going to let it pass. Um, yeah, I'm also a developer evangelist, um, but I'm also an ecosystem developer, so I don't only just get to talk about Contentful, I actually build part of the product. Um, mainly, I'm building the PHP SDK, um, also have my fingers in some of the other ecosystem projects we do, um, static site generators, framework integrations. Um, so yeah, two things to my life. Cool. And then uh, I guess whoever wants to take it, the audience definitely knows what Contentful is because you guys have come up like in conversation at least three times in previous episodes. But for those who maybe just like found this randomly, do you want to explain what Contentful is? I can take it. Um, so Contentful is a headless CMS. So what this means is that we offer an API where you can retrieve your content, and on the other hand, we offer a web app where editors can edit their content, right? And yeah, this is basically a headless CMS, and we're API first, right? So that's the fact that brings us probably here. Yeah, we're big fans. Jamstack, we love like separating concerns. And the reason why Contentful keeps coming up, because we keep talking about front-end solutions to talk to APIs, and since you guys are API first, you felt right in the middle of the jam, which is like, it's like a, a match made in heaven, really, for anybody who wants to have something super fast but not have to worry about collecting and maintaining their own infrastructure. There was this amazing quote from a user we had just recently. Contentful is a CMS where the user gets the full CMS they want, but the developer doesn't have to deal with it at all. It's just an API, like any other API you would ever use. It's just the same. You don't have to think like a CMS, like a WordPress, like a Drupal, like an Adobe Experience Manager of all the gruesome things out there. It's just an API. That's really what we want to be. We just want to be the API for your content. Cool. Yeah, I really like the approach too, because I, I literally have recently got into WordPress just for some things we need to test for work. And I've never done WordPress development before. How was um, it? So just to, uh, not very good. Just to getting up and running and getting your environment set up to host your own WordPress setup, it's kind of tedious. And especially if you just want to manage a small amount of content to test out a small side project, uh, it doesn't seem realistic to reach for WordPress right out of the gate, which is why I love the solution of Contentful. So do you guys have an, you call it a CMS, so do you have like an admin interface where users can actually interface and add data to? Yeah, so we've got a, the actually Contentful app. This is the place where content managers or editors set up their content model first. So it's completely flexible. You just head in there, define what your content types are, you connect items, and then you've got the actual editor interface. And this is where then the data editing happens. Okay, cool. And then the data itself, we're talking JSON, I guess, I assume? We're talking JSON. 
Yeah, which is very cool. So my last job, we built a growth hacking project to get people to like find our site eventually. And because it was a growth hacking project, I worked really close to the marketing team. So what I did is I built a, a CMS with Google Sheets. I built a, a quick scraper for Google Drive to actually take that data and add it to a Postgres database to then serve to my front-end React app. So I spent about maybe one and a half weeks just like researching it, and I spent about another a few days to actually implement it. And I walked away like feeling very proud of myself. And the very first day, I, I showed it to everybody in the team as like, "Hey, this is what I built." Now the marketing team can go into the Google Drive. It can add data, and it shows up on our website that I built for them. This works perfectly. And the first question that came up with the engineering team was like, "Why didn't you use Contentful?" And I was like, <laughs> "Content who? I don't. I've never heard of these guys. Like, I don't understand." And then as soon as I got back to my desk after feeling very defeated, I actually slacked them. I was like, "Ah, yeah. If you told me about this, like." Two weeks ago, I would have used it, but I already built this, and like I don't want to do any more work. So I'm like kind of upset. So, but what you built sounds amazing because you got the course thing right. You decoupled your presentation, like yeah. your React app, about how you display the content from the part where you store the content, so you can switch out either end without actually having to redo the entire project. Now, if you work with WordPress and you have a WordPress theme and you have all your content in a WordPress database. You're stuck. It's never going to get out of there unless you put in a lot of manual work. And if you want to add a mobile app or an Alexa skill or whatever else you want to build for your content and you want to reuse the same content, good luck with WordPress. It's not going to be fun. I mean, it's possible. Don't get me wrong. It certainly is possible. But it's not going to be fun by any means. And just grasping that and actually doing that right is where most people who build websites today actually fail. Because I just think in a web-centric world and everything they design is made for the web and for nothing else. It's very true. You, you need a, a mental shift though, right? The thing is with WordPress is, or with traditional CMSs is that you have the holy WYSIWYG editor, right? Yeah. Where people start messing around with all that stuff, uh, with their content. When you then want to go cross-platform, then you're stuck. When you have markup in your text blocks, there is no way getting out then again. Yeah, and especially if you have to, like you mentioned, handle multiple platforms. And now we have like the Amazon Echo, which has no like actual visual interface, like just reading data from strings. It makes a lot of sense to decouple your markup from your API so that way you can present that nicely. And also you have much more choice of just reusing content, but also about how you have your editors think about content. Like my absolutely favorite feature of Contentful is the images API, where you can seamlessly resize and manipulate images on the server. And how many people implement CMSs with structured fields where you have to upload the same picture five times in different size for different viewport sizes? The editors hate it, the developers hate it, everybody hates it, but people still do it. While the much smaller solution is to just resize them on the server, cache them in the CDN, and be done with it. And I've even seen people with Contentful implement it that way because they are so stuck in the mindset that they have multiple image fields for different sizes. Well, it's much, much easier to just use the power of the platform and just resize images on the server and be done with it. And to think more in abstract terms about your content, independently of the platform where you show it, is a mind shift people just have to make. And once you're there, a whole world opens up to you of just reusing the content you have, which is the most amazing thing companies usually produce, is content. Like this podcast, it's content. And it's actually really good content. People learn from it, people study it, and bring the 
content to multiple places to make it more accessible to people is an incredibly important thing to do just to get it out there. And making that mind shift is so important. Ruben, at the top of the show, you mentioned that you also, not only that you're an evangelist, but you also implement some SDKs. Contentful, do they have SDKs for multiple platforms, as you mentioned? Yes, we do. Um, so I have the probably unpopular with this audience job of maintaining the PHP SDK. Yeah. So if you're coming from WordPress, I'm the guy who's going to get you on Contentful. Um, <laughs> but we do have SDKs for obviously JavaScript, um, for all the mobile platforms, Swift, Objective-C, Java for Android, Python, Ruby, all the common languages used on the web or on mobile, we got covered. I think it's like right now eight in total. So whatever platform you're on, we can probably get you hooked up in SDK so you don't actually have to write raw API interactions ever. Cool. Yeah, that's like the best thing about one, separating your concerns, separating your markup, but also being able to use like these SDKs, for example, if I wanted to create a, a React app or Angular app or something fancy, if I can just drop in a quick connection to that API and you reuse that same data, that kind of unlocks a real world. So it makes sense how Contentful really is serving the space really nicely. Yeah, you just have to drop in the JavaScript SDK and then, then you're already flying. Yeah, apologies if I, I blindside with this question, but do you guys have search integrated in there as well? Like if I had a long list of content that's being implemented, is there an easy way to pick certain items for certain situations? I mean, we do have a full-text search. I mean, it's not a Golia quality search. So if you want like a really powerful full-text search, which is use Agolia with us, and it's actually quite a nice integration. There's some open source projects to do it. Oh, nice. Um, but if you have just basic search needs, we actually run off Postgres. We have, I think, like a dozen different search operators, including like geographic searches, range searches, uh, bounding box geo search, very fancy. But the most important thing is like full-text search across all the content users have. To get to the result, whatever like actually humans type in and not just computers do. But the powerful thing about Contentful is we really just want to do one thing very well, and that is content and managing your content. And if you want another thing to do with your content, somebody else probably does it better than us. So if you want really, really good search for your website or your app or your Alexa skill or whatever else, use Agolia. Yeah, Push yeah. your content from Contentful to Agolia. If you want A-B tests, use Optimizely. So we want to really get away from the monolithic, ooh, your CMS does everything, and everything lives in your CMS. But you use the most powerful, most advanced tool for whatever you want to do, and you just store your content with Contentful, and we integrate with all these tools. So you're not locked into using whatever happens to integrate with Contentful, you just use whatever is the coolest thing right now. I'm glad you mentioned Algolia because uh, episode that hasn't been out yet, they're actually on. I believe it's uh, the last episode, so one before this will be about Algolia, which is great because all they need is JSON, which makes sense if you guys have integration to pass your contentful data straight to Algolia. It's amazing how many APIs there work for each situation and how perfect the Jamstack works. Yeah, just have to connect pieces, right? Yeah. We're really reaching that state, and that's quite of nice. It's an amazing world we live in right now. I've been the past couple of months to a couple of API conferences, which sounds absurd on the surface. It kind of is, to be honest, but like just discovering how many APIs are out there to do all the things. It's a great world we live in. Yeah. Do you mind sharing what API conferences were you just at? Um, the last one I was at was actually API Days Australia uh, in Sydney. Okay. Um, before that was API Days Paris, um, Nordic APIs. So. Around the world, mostly US, Europe, and um, Australia, there are these like, conference where API implementers usually come together, exchanging best practices about 
how to best implement an API, document an API, get developers started with an API, like how to make the first API call as easy as possible, which for us is incredibly important because entering your content through the web app, editors know how to do that. But integrating content through an API into your application is something new for most developers. So we just exchanged knowledge there about, hey, how do I actually get started, people? And it's amazing to see how many companies now open up their data. Like I met somebody from Lufthansa. Lufthansa, the big airline, now has an API where you can query flight information, which I think is the big first, first big airline to do it. And it's amazing that these old, like 19th century companies are starting to opening up their own data for the world to use, for us developers to use. Yeah, this is exactly what we want to, right? You mentioned the React use case, right? For example, I'm storing the information for my personal website, also in Contentful, and just because I can and I have an API available, I built myself a little app that schedules my, all my travels, right? Because I have a little, a little traveling, this, these are the events, and now I'm just, um, yeah, okay, mobile app, and that's perfect, that wouldn't be possible without an API. That, that's really sweet. Yeah, it's super nice. I really like the, the catering to... I guess I don't know if you want to call them non-technical users as well, but having a marketing team or an editor team that's pushing out content while the rest of the, the app's actually being built, that was one of the big use cases why I opted for building my my own API for CMS with Google Drive. It's because we were building a proof of concept for a project, and at the time we needed a lot of content for it, so we couldn't wait for the app to be built while we were collecting content. So we started adding content to the Google Drive to eventually port it over manually. So I was like, oh, well, hold on, let's not, we have the content already, like, let's not double work. So I ended up doing way too much work to get this thing to work. But uh, if I used Contentful, we would have had all the content being like, populated as the app was being built, and then click a button, and then it populates all our data. So, and I like your, your use case for traveling too as well. Works pretty well for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I love providing data. I, I built a, probably every episode I talk about this app, but I built an app to tell me whenever there's a home baseball game. So you guys, don't, I don't know if you guys have baseball in Germany, but... Uh, Barely. It's not really a thing here. <laughs> so rumor is there is a team someplace in Germany. One. Just one. One team? Okay. At least you're keeping up with everybody else in the Western ecosphere. Yeah, so for the listeners who don't know what baseball is, it's basically where grown men stand around and watch like one tiny white ball get thrown around for hours. That's so how it feels to me. Yeah, there's beer involved and hot dogs. Into a single game in my life, I was bored to death. <laughs> well, if you guys ever make it out here to the SF, I'll bring you guys to a baseball game and we'll get drunk. <laughs> I, I think we have a deal here. All right. I'm up for the drunk part. I'm not sure if baseball is necessary for that. All right, well, we'll go to the next to the stadium to a bar and listen to it. <laughs> That's a deal. Cool. So yeah, the app I built basically is just scraping ESPN data and making sure I know whenever there's a home game for the Giants, and it just will ping me and tell me whenever not to go to the city and avoid any sort of baseball traffic. So it sounds like I could use I could use Contentful for that just to collect all my data for me and then be able to ping me with the notification, like some sort of serverless function. These kind of stories make me so excited that we are kind of developers and we are able to build these kind of things. Sometimes I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, we're at a really, really like awesome time to be a developer because a lot of the, not all the problems have been solved, but a lot of hard problems have actually been solved for us that we can just like use our knowledge and collect all these APIs and collect all these use cases to... Just an API call away. Yeah. Like Google has been opening so many, or Amazon too, so many amazing APIs for like natural language processing, um, 
AI context-based language, meaning image recognition, video recognition just opened by Google. I mean, it's not open source. Open source would be nicer, but just have an API call away and maybe three cents charge per API call is a breadth of knowledge that at least I am incapable of developing myself. Like I can't build a natural language processor. That's definitely not my level of skills, but I can just access one that's really, really good by making an API call. And that ability as a developer is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Even uh, things like VR, and we talked a little bit about the Amazon Echo as well. Like having people who've already solved those problems, and you just drop in a JavaScript library to do VR on your phone or language processing from your phone or other third party device. It's amazing and also scary because, you know, everything's super easy and attainable to do. So the possibilities are almost endless for the good and bad. There's always stuff to code, right? Always. Yeah. Cool. And uh, sorry, um, Stefan, do you also do code at all at Contentful, or are you just? Uh, I, I was developing uh, mainly front front end stuff in JavaScript um, before, and now I heard the developer relations team, which means yeah, I'm responsible for blogging and hanging around and chatting with people. Yeah, yeah. Coding these days is side projects and and tryouts. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm sure uh, Contentful gives you access to a nice uh, free account, so you can uh, continue to build your scheduling applications. <laughs> I'm building all this stuff with Contentful now. Right? Just I need an API. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. I feel the same way with Netlify. Like I have, I've had three sites when I first before I was a Netlify employee, and now I have like fifty, just because I can. Like I don't need to think about whether or not I need to pay for something. Like for one, if you're a developer, Netlify is pretty much free. But for two, I get to try out every new feature that Netlify has. So I'm just like rolling out. If I think of something, it goes on Netlify. And uh, hopefully I'll do the same thing with Contentful coming up pretty soon. I tried Netlify last week the first time, and I was like, "That is nice." Yeah, it was too easy. Yeah, really. yeah, we, we try to make it HTTP easy. HTTP two and CDN, and yeah, it was really good. Cool, I'm glad you liked it. So speaking of which, examples. I was trying to rack my brain. Uh, you guys have any good examples of use cases for Contentful uh, working at companies? All right, let me start. Um, they're not actually doing static sites, but it's my favorite customer ever. They're right up in London. Uh, it's a British museum, world-famous institution. Very like old-school, dusty name. Ooh, it's a British museum. They have the mummies. Um, can you do it in a British accent? I can't. Like You can tell my accent is probably German, and I lived in America for a year, and I still haven't gotten over my German accent. Um, well, I don't know if you watch any 1950s and 60s uh, movies, but all Germans are British. <laughs> In the movies, it's. I haven't heard that one. What? Yeah. Well, anyway. So before I left to the US, I met with an exchange student that taught me. Well, in American TV, Germans are either portrayed as Bavarians or as Nazis, so don't be offended. Um, so I always want to be the Bavarian. That's like a bit of that right. <laughs> so the British Museum, dusty old mummy house, but they actually have an amazing digital agenda. They have a digital director, and Contentful is their default CMS now for all the things. And they've done some amazing things with that, which my absolutely favorite use case, because it's something nobody thought of when they designed Contentful, like our founders didn't. They're audio guides, like the things you rent for five pounds and walk around the museum and they tell you things about the exhibit. Yeah. These are running off Contentful. Wow. So all the audio files, the pictures, the text, they're stored in Contentful. The curators and the editorial team, they add to it throughout the day. Every night, so the British Museum is a very old building um, with very, very thick walls, which is horrible for Wi-Fi. So they don't have Wi-Fi throughout the building. So they just have Wi-Fi at the booth where they rent out these devices. And they use our offline sync API to sync down the entire content onto the device 
And then you take the device, you go to the building, and you have all the content available to you without actually connecting to Contentful. And it's my absolutely favorite use case because I think it's, I've been there, I've used the audio guides. They're incredibly well done, they're informative, they have pictures, the pictures are changing while the audio is playing. They have like the family quiz version where you have like tasks to do with your kids, like uh, do pantomimes or uh, make sounds and stuff. Um, so it's incredibly good content, incredibly well presented and using our technology to enable it. So this is my absolute favorite. Um, they do some other things. They have like some websites running over us, some signage systems, but these audio guides are so amazing. If you're in London, go to the British Museum, take five pounds, it's going for a good cause, partly to us, get an audio guide, just experience it. Um, they're incredibly well done and it's using the same CMS you can use to power your blog. Just think about that. The British Museum is a big institution with a lot of money and they're using the same product you can use for free to power your blog. That's my absolute favorite. Yeah, speaking of which, um, just to make that clear, Contentful is actually a set of APIs, right? So it's not just only retrieving data. We also have then the read-write API. So when you need your own interface or a simplified version for that, that's also available. And then also preview API. So when you, for example, don't want to publish stuff, but want to build an environment to see edited things, this is also included. Okay. And the images API, my favorite API to downscale images, also one of our APIs. I'll have to check that out. And then, um, as far as uh, Contentful, you guys have like a trial period or a free plan to check out. The free plan is up to fifty thousand API calls per month. Oh, okay, that's uh, totally doable. I think so too. That this is enough for for a side project. Yeah, and then if, if you go over that, then you probably want to talk about investment and uh, maybe uh, getting some. VC funding or something. Exactly. This is the normal reaction. What happens then when when you have the problems that you're triggering fifty thousand requests, you have different problems than, than yeah, than paying for contentful. Especially since a thousand more API calls are just fifteen cents. So if you pay us fifteen cents, you get to keep using the API. So yeah, we're very cheap for Germans. Okay. <laughs> we're easy. Just give us some beer. We're good. Cool. I'll keep that in mind. I'll send a, a case of my finest Budweiser. Um, Czech Budweiser, you mean, not American, right? Well, Budweiser is not the best beer. It's not our best export. Yeah, the Czech one is pretty good. It's also called Budweiser, but it tastes way better. Cool. I really appreciate you guys talking about Contentful and kind of giving us the rundown. But for now, let's go ahead and transition the picks, if you guys don't mind. Yeah. So yeah, these picks are jam picks. Anything that you're jamming on, things that are keeping you going, uh, that you like to do to keep your work going, or just even outside of work. So technical or non-technical or totally fine. But I'll go first. Uh, my first pick is Webpack. Webpack is a it's a build tool that it's become like a year ago. I barely knew what it was. I uh, one of my lead engineers actually, who actually Christian Slinsker actually I worked with him and he was a big Webpack fan. So Christian was actually on episode number one on the Jamstack Radio. So for anybody who remembers that far back, but yeah, he was a big Webpack fan. I didn't know anything about it and I finally got around to actually learning it well. So I highly recommend checking out the webpackjs.org docs because they did a really good job of making sure it was clear. Version 2 is much better, right? Yeah, version 2 is much better. You can actually understand what's going on. Uh, It's very clear. So I've been doing like offline plugins, service workers. I've been optimizing our build to make sure it's not crazy heavy-weighted and stuff like that. And just from a little reading, I was able to improve our bundle size and stuff like that. So... Highly recommend Webpack. My next pick is actually Service Workers too. Just roll right into that. There's a cool offline plugin for Service Workers, which I've implemented in Netlify. It's not in production yet because I'm trying to figure out some crafty ways to offline our docs too as well. 
currently just our homepage is offline. So hopefully when you you lose network requests on your phone or your your desktop, you'll be able to at least read our docs and all that will be cached, which will be super awesome. So check that out, Webpack and Service Workers. My final pick is Luke Cage, uh, which is a Netflix series. So I don't know if you guys get um, all the Netflix series in Berlin, do you? Yeah, most of them. Most of them. Well, Luke Cage, it's a, so made by Netflix, and it's a Marvel series. He's an African-American superhero, and he came out during the, the Jive Talk in the 70s, and that's where he kind of was birthed in the comic books. And they've modernized him and put him into a Netflix series, uh, Marvel series. And they've also brought along some of the 70s undertones, too, which is really cool. A lot of the music, a lot of the stuff that came from that comic book, uh, I'm very, very impressed that they were able to intertwine it and not make it as cheesy as the comic books were. So I, I just finished it. It took me a while to finish it because I have no time to watch TV. Uh, as of late, I do a lot of coding and a lot of side projects, so I just don't find the time. So I finally finished the last couple episodes. So I just wanted to recommend anybody who hasn't seen Luke Cage, check it out, and then maybe read the comic and try not to laugh. Stefan, since you, I introduced you first, you have uh, some pics you want to share? Sure. One question, though. Have you tried SW Toolbox when you play around with service workers? Uh, I haven't. What's a SW2 box? That's actually a Google library, and I, I did a service worker implementation six months ago, and it took a while to get my hand around it, um, because you have to hook into activate and fetch and all that stuff, right? With SW2 box, it's five lines reconfigured. You can say cache first, network first, or whatever, and I implemented it, and it was like, wow, I lost a lot of time here. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely did spend at least a week on just tinkering and manipulating different things and fetching and pushing. Check it out. It, you, you will see that it's not that hard then. Okay, cool. I will. I definitely will check it out. Um, okay, but cool. Uh, my first pick is uh, Unsplash, this images API where you can get beautiful images with under Creative Commons license for free. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, especially when I do conference talks or something, I spend a lot of time just looking for beautiful images. So this really helps me out. And actually, two days ago, I came across an app that is called Zoomi or Zoomai, which is, which is basically a macOS app where, which queries a lot of image services that are all Creative Commons. So I now just have to type in a phrase and I can choose out of 100 beautiful images what I want to use for my presentations. So this will definitely save me some time. I re recommend it. And actually today, I, when I was younger, I was a little bit more into music. This kind of disappeared when, when I started coding. But accidentally, I came across a band I, I used to listen to, which is called Marot Rockel. It's a little bit funky electronic music. And I listened to them the last time six years ago or something. And I discovered that they released three more albums. And I had a dancey day today. It was, it was really, really good. A dancey day. It's too bad this is an audio medium, because uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> Stefan really cares about the stock images. Stefan is our slide quality obsessed evangelist. Whenever I have to do any presentation, I had my slides with Stefan and now I get a list, a Google Doc two pages long with all the things wrong with them back. And after I get through it, they're going to be perfect. But he's really obsessed with the quality of his slides and he's great at it. So he loves his images. It has to be pretty, right? Yeah. I, mean <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to look up uh, some of your talks so I can try to mimic some of your, your talking in slides. Most of my slides I throw together like last minute, so you probably won't be proud of mine. <laughs> yeah, me too. Stefan is different. Stefan is amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> Ruben, uh, you got some uh, pics for us? Yeah, of course. Um, I'm late to the party because I got late to Germany, but I'm really in love with the Alexa API right now. 
I've done two skills right now. I'm working on my third one. All of them using Contentful because, ooh, multi-platform. Yeah. Um, I get to use content in a non-visual way, which is breathtaking to me still. But even beyond that, just the quality of the interaction, but also the work that goes into the interaction and actually having to think about, hey, how do people want to interact with something where you can't click is to me just fascinating. So I love the API. I love that I can use it with AWS Lambda. So I don't actually have to run a server anywhere. Um, I don't have to think about hosting it anywhere. I just upload it to Amazon and Amazon takes care of all the crap for me. But also as the thought pattern having to evolve from, I've always done like either PHP backend dev or JavaScript frontend dev. Um, so it was always like very visual and having to think about in a different fashion is to me like super engaging right now. And the other thing I'm just raving on today is for lunch today with a coworker, I made the most awesome omelets ever um, in our brand new kitchen. We just moved to a new floor with my team. I just love food and today's omelets were amazing and we had some good wine for it for lunch. It was the best lunch I had in a long, long time. It was amazing. Shoot out to Lynn for actually having the idea of getting us omelets today. Nice. You can't underestimate a good omelet. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you very much for coming on, jamming with me, and talking about uh, the Jamstack, talking about Contentful. I'm very intrigued. I'm definitely going to be using this for some future side projects and getting uh, getting real used to it. So keep spreading the jam. That's all the time we have for today. If you're interested in being a guest on the show or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter at Jamstack Radio. To learn more about Heavybit, visit heavybit.com. And while you're there, check out their library. It's packed with amazing talks on sales, marketing, product, and general management from founders of developer tools companies and other industry leaders. 